Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Grunwell, here today with Ron Bon Boban, Banana Fan of Fofan, Me My Momon. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very enthusiastic. High energy. Uh, I'm sorry. I like <laughs> ate a late dinner. It's really late. Uh, it yeah, is been, really late. It's been yeah. a long day. We normally record in the afternoon, but the Nintendo Direct was coming out today at 5 p.m. our time. And we were like, let's wait until we're done recording that. And then you had some stuff. So it's like 10 at night, which is yeah, it's the only, middle of the day for me. But It's only five hours later than I originally wanted to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but I think it's going to be a fun show. We have a huge Nintendo Direct to talk about. Um, and then we want to talk about Newgrounds.com. That's going to be our main course today. And we were members of Newgrounds.com of the community from very early on, like the beginning, basically, before the portal, before the message boards. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about the site itself and its importance to gaming, but then also just some of our memories from back in the day, so to speak. Um, but this is the first week of fall, and something weird happened that I've never had, I don't think I've ever had happen in my life. All the way up to the day before the first official day of fall, it was warm oh, yeah. out here in the Midwest. Is like, I'm, we're both in Northern Illinois. You live in Chicago. I live outside of Chicago. And it was like in the 80s, Summer was just clinging on, and then it, literally we, the we were first just at, day. We were just at a wedding on Sunday, and it was like ninety degrees and humid. And yeah, just like I'm, 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 you know, like I'm glad this wedding's indoors because I would be miserable outside. And then, yeah, like yesterday, it was just like frigid. I was not yeah. expecting that. It got it. It was like during the day, like the high was like sixty four or something, which doesn't sound that bad. It's not, but overnight. 64? Oh, dang, dang, dang. Uh, we said the magic it was word. A, it was a leak. It was a leak. <laughs> the weather was trying to tell us. It was like, watch out for this upcoming unannounced Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. And now it's just fucking fall. It's like there's there's leaves. It's chilly. But I, you know, it's it's good. I like I think, it. What, what was it like? Three? I don't know. I just got like a notification of my time hop. Like couple years ago it was like august temperatures in like this at this time like where it was like 90 degrees and miserable and yeah like it's it's cold it's really cold i was not expecting that the the weather has been so weird in the midwest these last handful of years we had that one year that's like a dream now and i keep thinking back to it but we had virtually no snow we had it snowed like two or three times the entire winter and it didn't stick so through mm -hmm. the whole winter, we didn't have any snow on the ground, which was like, I know, I know some people really love snow and it's a part of Christmas. I get it. But like I when you have to drive in it and I did at the time, hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, but then I want to say it was the year after the maybe the year after that we had the polar vortex and we mm -hmm. had like feet of snow and like negative 45 degrees without the wind chill. It was fucking just the weird like snapback that we've had of like one year, one extreme, the next year, the next extreme has just been weird. Yeah. This, but, the, uh, this past winter was like, it was the first time, like I couldn't go to work for a day because I couldn't get out of my garage because our alley wasn't plowed. And it was just like, sorry, not coming in yeah. today. Like maybe tomorrow we'll see. 
yeah. you can't shovel out a whole. <laughs> I mean, I live, I, I live but. at the end of the alley, so it's not like that far, but it was just far enough for me to like, I'm not doing this at five o'clock in the morning. Fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. And then going to work for eight hours, like, mm, no, I'll just take the day off. No, so. thanks. Well, let's get into the news. The only news we have really, probably we have time for, is the Nintendo Direct that happened today because it was pretty action-packed. Like, I almost sent you a message like 10 minutes in with like just a bunch of Zs because I was kind of like, all right, well, they started with a bunch of stuff that like I wasn't interested in or that we already know about. So they started with like Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, uh, which is an expansion to Monster Hunter Rise. And I'm like, okay, sure. Then they showed us Mario Party Superstars again, and I'm like, okay, I already know about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. And then they were like, Voice of Cards, which I don't even remember what that was. Oh, uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, which is a card-based tabletop RPG. Um, it seems it seems interesting, but yeah, not me. Yeah, but yeah, same same here. It's like, it, it, I loved the artwork. The artwork looked cool. Yoko uh, Taro is an interesting developer, to say the least, so... Some people are probably super excited, but I was, you know, and then we saw Disco Elysium, the final cut. And I'm like, all right, we already know about that. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. We already know about that. So by that point, I'm like, what is what is this? Like, is this going to be one of those directs <laughs> where we walk away stunned by how little they show? And then it started getting a little bit more interesting. They showed Chocobo GP, which is basically like Final Fantasy Kart 64. And I love Final Fantasy and I love Mario Kart. But it didn't look that great. It looked. It really did look like a subpar. Didn't they make generic one? Mario didn't they Kart. make one for PlayStation One? Like I back in. Wouldn't the, be surprised. I, I think there was. I, was it called Chocobo Racer? I think so. I'm gonna fact check this right now. Yeah. It um. That's ringing a bell now that you say that. Uh. But like, I think part of it is the controls. They looked sort of loose and floaty, which maybe as a kart racer, that's not a big deal, but. One of the reasons I like Mario Kart 8 so much is that there is a lot of like creativity and fun and stuff that just happens randomly, not randomly necessarily, but there's that random element of like getting items and which order you get items in and things like that. But then there's skill, like the controls are tight enough to where if you're skilled, you will do better. You know, I, I think, I don't know, I think 8 really gets the balance between appealing to a broad audience, but also allowing for a skilled player to get a lot out of that. And this Chocobo GP just doesn't look the look, look to have the same delicate balance, but yeah, there, there was a Chocobo racing in 1999 for PlayStation one. Were you, were you on Chocobos? Cause this one, I think you're, no, this, this is, you are a, you're a little chubby, chubby ass Chocobo with all the hmm. other characters riding. He's on rocket skates. It looks like the Chocobo there. Hmm. And then, yeah. Interesting. Just the same basic um, concept, though. Just a like kart racer. Yeah. Are you? That doesn't seem like your kind of game. You're probably yeah. not super interested. No, ooh, the, the color on this video just got really fucking weird. It's very blue. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like a very. It's a David Lynch scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that happened. Anyway. Um. They showed they 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 <laughs> they did this a couple times. They announced an announcement. They were like, "The last Smash Fighter will be revealed October 5th. Thanks. This is Thank such you. A shitty cool. thing to do. <laughs> I mean, the, I know they wanted the, to have its own spotlight, but like, at least tease us a little bit. Show us an outline or something, and 
be like, try to guess who this is, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you can guess who it is by the outline probably. Yeah. We're able to, but it's just like, it's just like, I bet you guys want to know what it is. Right. Well, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> right. You got to wait for October 5th. Um, although they could do that really funny thing that I see, uh, it's like that people do with the Pokemon thing. So there's the, who is oh, that the, Pokemon? And they like twist and some other. Dead Stanley dead. Or yeah. Dead Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> they like twist some other Pokemon into the shape of the, and they're like, no, duh, it's not Diglett. It's, of course it's fucking Onyx. And it's like, what? No, it's, it's Diglett. Um, or that so that's that meme of it's Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> It's the drill. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they showed a new Kirby game that I don't think I I don't think had been announced at all. But Kirby nope. in the Forgotten Land that was which looks that like was, an open uh, world. Yeah, that was platformer. a huge surprise. I'm actually yeah. I really love Kirby the Kirby game, so I'm really excited about. Do that. you? Yes, I've See, I really, feel like I'm always learning new things about you. I've always been a Kirby fan. I've never played a Kirby game. Really? Yeah, never. You're I, a I heard. Person. I am a terrible person. And I will commit seppuku. Um, Why? Wh- no, I, I, I I always pick Kirby and Smash. Why would you not think that I don't like Kirby games? I just thought you were really bad, and you were like, um, <laughs> I'm gonna pick the. G- <laughs> You're like, I need someone who can just flow. I, a lot. Uh, by the way, this is news. This is my last appearance on this podcast. Just so you know. Uh, oh, now who am I gonna? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are you gonna berate now, asshole? <laughs> Tab's already gone. You'll slow down back like Kirby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cute. Um, I thought the trailer was very cute. It looks interesting. I don't know if it'll be my first Kirby game or not. I heard the Kirby game for the, the DS was really great at the time. It's just one of those things where it's like I've never played one. So I keep being like play. There's one on there's one that's in uh, Kirby's Adventure is on the uh, Nintendo Switch online. You could just play it there. It's for NES. Start there. The GBA one, the GBA is probably the, eh, no, I think the NES one was probably the best one. The yeah. NES one, you think? I think the NES one was probably the best one that wow. I, that I mean, of the, of the ones that I played. That was, that was my favorite one. I played the shit out of that. So I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see Kirby in um, 3D, how, how well it plays. Yeah. I looked tight. Like the gameplay looked really tight. So yeah. yeah I you think just want to jump be... into the online thing since, since that was a. Since you mentioned it, yeah. yeah, you mentioned the Nintendo Switch Online service, and they're having something called the Online Plus Expansion Pack, um, which is going to be a new membership plan. So if you're already a membership of, if you're already a membership, if you're already a member of the Nintendo Switch Online, um, you, which is twenty dollars a year, which is pretty cheap, um, you'll have a new opportunity. They didn't give what they didn't say what the pricing was, um, but they said. It's coming late October, and you can now access N64 games and Sega Genesis games, which was like, that was a huge shocker. The N64 thing wasn't. Like, that's been rumored for a while. People have been wanting it for a while. I just sent Tab a message yesterday. Not yesterday. It was a couple days ago because I had signed into the Nintendo Switch Online um, app or, like, part of the Switch, and I noticed that they, like, redesigned it to where it says, like, NES slash SNES games. And I'm like, that's, but that's the only category. Like, why do you, why would you make a category for the only games that you have? Like, oh, check out the games in this category, the only category. It didn't make sense. So I was like, I wonder if they did that because they're going to add in 64 games finally. So that wasn't the surprise. But when they were like, also Sega Genesis, I was like, 
just give us virtual console. This is turning into be, you know, turning out to be like the original virtual console. So. Well, except instead of buying piecemeal, it's a subscription service. Yeah. Uh, but two things. Uh, one, I'm not really excited that it's going to cost extra, uh, especially you don't know how much. Uh, and two, where do I plug in this expansion pack? There's no, there's no port on the, on the switch for that. Into your N64. Are they going to give buy... me, are they going to give me the little, the little thing to pull out the old jumper pack and put the new one in? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. I hope so. Um, <laughs> you plug it in the back of your controller. The olds. Um, yeah. Do I have to plug in a memory card in the, the 64 <laughs> controller? <laughs> when do I insert the rumble pack? What wouldn't that be amazing if there was a port yeah, in the back? They you know didn't what? show the back. They didn't show the back of it. So yeah, like is there is it gonna have built in rumble or do I have to pull out my fucking old <laughs> rumble pack to get this thing to, to, to vibrate? You have to buy a new rumble pack and a new what else did they have? They had some really funny attach they had a memory card attachment. Yeah, the memory card the, 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 the only two official ones were the memory card and the, the rumble pack. Those were the only two yeah. official but yeah, a lot of people did like other shit, like you know the double memory, like where it sticks out way longer, and then like the memory plus rumble and all that. Yeah. Uh the I'm actually kind of really excited about that 64 controller. I know. Not I excited just, about I the price, but I'm excited about yeah. the controller. I literally just got my SNES controllers in in the mail because I went to pre-order them when they were first announced, and they sold out right away. And I kept going back like every week and checking and they were sold out for the longest time. So then I just gave up and I was like, all right, well, either they're just not going to make any more or I'll get lucky later. And then a few weeks ago, I went and checked and they were like, yeah, buy some SNES controllers. And I was like, finally. So I bought them. I wasn't thrilled about their price either. They were more expensive than the NES one, which came with came with two. The SNES, SNES can't talk. SNES ones were sold um, separately. Uh, but I did buy two. I, I'm like, I don't know why I bought two. I don't know what who I'm gonna play these other these two player games with. But you're gonna um, cheat. You're just gonna have it set up and just be like tapping it just yeah. to play win at two player games. <laughs> um, I ended up buying the uh the eight bit do like Bluetooth dongle, and I ended up using PS4 controllers, which is way better. Um, hmm. just because the PS4 controller is just a better controller in general than the the Pro controller, in my opinion. Uh. Because right now, what was I doing? How was I? How was I? I was using the original Pro Controller, the round one, not the one with the little handles, because I bought early for the Wii, and then I plugged it. How did I get that thing to work? I don't even fucking remember. I was using that though. No, I was using that on the SNES. I was using that in the SNES Classic. That's what I was using that on. Are you going to get the N sixty four controller? It depends. Like I would, I would probably, since it's going to be Bluetooth, I'll probably just use it more on PC so I can play, you know, more 64 games than they're going <laughs> to release. Um, although I don't know what other 64 games I would be playing, honestly, because there aren't that many great games or a lot, but they, a lot of them weren't good. Also, I, yeah. I went back and played some of them recent, like not too long ago and, a lot of it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I didn't write all of them down because they showed a lot of them, but they're it's going to include Ocarina of Time, Star Fox 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, um, Winback. Winback? Like, really? They're like all these stunning games and Winback. That's, like, oh. e- that's not even... The, whole, the thing is, that's not even an exclusive game because that ended up coming out on PlayStation 2. 
So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that game. That's really weird. I don't remember yeah. it being like super great either. It was like, you know, they're the best answer they could do to Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I remember renting it. I don't remember playing it. <laughs> it was it was, it was okay. It was okay. It was all right. It was but yeah. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic by any by any stretch. And there were a bunch of Sega games. I didn't catch all of them. I saw Echo the Dolphin, I saw Shinobi, I saw Golden Axe, and I want to say I might have seen one of the Fantasy Star games, but I'm not positive. Um all of this is as fun, just funny because I'm so excited, and I'll, I'll unless it's in an egregious pi- price jump, which I don't think it will be. Again, twenty dollars a year is not bad, but if it's like forty dollars a year for all of those games, I'll probably still buy it, and then I just won't play them. I'm so excited now, yeah. and then when it comes out, I'm going to be like, eh. I think like, I, I think ten dollars extra. I think they're going to make it thirty. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be fair, um, but I'm going to buy those controllers. I'll probably buy two. What if they came out in different colors? If they they're did not. that, I would. I'm going to buy I, four. I, I don't think they're going to. I think they're just going to do the classic gray. Yeah, and also yeah, too, like I wouldn't buy the Sega Genesis one because it's not a six button controller. Yeah, the six button controller is the more is the superior controller. We know that. Gotta Come on, do it. no, it's bad. But I, you want to hit I, start when you want to start kicking in Street Fighter, because that's dumb. But I gotta. <laughs> You know I have to. Yeah. Um, all right. What else? Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I thought that was hilarious because they were like, same thing with Smash Brothers. Like, we don't really have anything to show. We're gonna have it's gonna have its own announcement coming in October. We don't even know when. The new content's coming in November. We don't even know when, but just trust us, because Brewster's coming. That's it. That's all they showed was a little thing that showed the roost, which is the, you know, coffee stand or coffee shop that Brewster runs that people have been crying for in the streets from from day one essentially um and i I think that's gonna satisfy people i think people are just like okay i can continue living until november then because (laughs) brewster will save us (laughs) um i still have not played that game because andrea started playing it and after i heard about how it works when with the game with more than one person on the on it i'm like no i'm i'm out you haven't played at all? Nope. No, what? because like when you so if you start a second if you start a second character, you basically like have zero control over anything in the town. Whoever you're starts like a guest. Pretty much. Like yeah. you can have a house, but you're a guest in the town. Like you have no say over a lot of the stuff. And then if you want to try to play at the same time, it's like apparently like super fucking limited. And like after I heard about that, I'm like I nope because I I don't and you can't start a new save. There's only one save per console, so it's not like I could like you know start my own town or anything like that. It's just like nope, that's it. I'd have to buy a whole new switch if I wanted to to do any of the stuff from scratch, like starting the town and all that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending another three hundred and fifty dollars to to do that. So plus, Which I think after, a lot of people did though. Yes, a lot of I know I know a handful of people that did that. Um, <laughs> Like, and and you know what? And honestly, too, after about six, not even months or so, Andrea just like completely fell off of it. 
Like the that's a long time though. <laughs> I, mean, like, I heard a lot of people saying that are like, "Oh, after the summer there was nothing," and I'm like, "You played that game like for hours a day for months. Like that is it might not even of. yeah you know what? it might not even been six months. It might have been like three four months. Yeah, but like yeah, it was she was playing every day and she was you know game of the turnip system like you know following meshes boards to like find out people who had the mm-hmm. the high high turnip prices and you know selling them all off and then eventually she was just like you know the cycle was like done like it was just like it it just she completely lost it and she's like all right like i I missed a couple days like i broke myself of this like i'm out sort of thing i kind of wonder how many people did what i did and like spent so much time making their island ready for people like man when someone comes to the island, they're gonna be so impressed and then never had anyone on their island. I don't think she but went that, that far. Thing. I think she was just doing enough to get like the good scores, and then that was it. Okay. Like she wasn't doing, like you know, having people over or anything like that. So yeah, I I don't know. I have to see what else the update has. I love Brewster. That was one of the when I used to play the other Animal Crossing games. That was like part of my routine as I would go in and ask him for whatever special coffee he had that day and drink it, and it was fun. Um. But is that enough to bring me back? I don't know at this point. I'll have to see what, what else they're offering because it's been the same same thing for me. I, I dipped back in shortly for a little while, not not that long ago, but yeah, nothing has really has really pulled me back since then. So I mean, I am curious just to see the state of the island and everything, but. Cockroaches yeah. everywhere. Cockroaches everywhere. Um, they showed... Mario Golf, Super Rush, DLC, Koopa Troopa, um, Ninja, Ninja? Ninji. 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 That's right. It's stupid autocorrect, I think. Um, two new courses, all available today for free. I'm like, all right. Oh, yes. Sure. Um, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition, a port of a 3DS game. Very cool. He said with sarcasm. Um, the, this is one that surprised the shit out of me. Knights of the Old Republic. It's just a port of the base game. It's just a port of the original game. I don't even remember they seeing just, that in the stream. Yeah, they just announced the the remake of this thing, and now they're like, "Oh, you know where we don't where we don't have it? Switch. Let's put it on there." And it's <laughs> how many people who are are who were surprised by the remake are going to be like, you know what? To tide me over, I'm going to... I mean, maybe, maybe everyone wants everything on Switch. So oh, yeah. Maybe no, there well, I mean, there's are, plenty of people who will go back and play that old game because yeah. there's that's probably... I mean, I guess you could play it on Xbox One, but you can't play it on Xbox or an Xbox whatever console series, whatever, with backwards compatibility, but can't take that on the go. That's true. Can't play it maybe on the Steam toilet. Deck. It's on Steam, isn't it? I think. If it is, it's probably broken as fuck because it's old. That's true. Uh, but um, but yeah, that one was surprising. Uh, Dying Light Platinum Edition and Dying Light Two Cloud version. I wonder if that's going to be. I know that. Um, uh, oh, is it okay. Far Cry? Fill me in. How does the cloud stuff work on the Switch? Like I, I've never looked into it, so I have no clue how any of that stuff works. Do you get it? Like, is it like streaming it pretty much or what? It's streaming it. Yeah. I think it's, it's basically like from my understanding, which is very limited, of course, but like, I think it's going to be something like, um, the Google Stadia where it's like, you know, doesn't matter what device you have, including a switch, you basically just stream it 
with your online connection, which means if your connection sucks, I suspect the game is either going to look bad or run bad. So I mean, it probably caches like enough of it to where yeah. maybe it won't hitch as much. But yeah, I could imagine like, yeah, I, I was curious about like, you know, if I'm going to play a game like that, I'll play it on a real console. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm curious. Yeah, I like I, I feel like there are going to be a lot of disappointed people that are like, wow, Dying Light 2 is on the Switch. That's so cool. That's amazing. And they're going to play it and be like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not running very well. It's lagging or the frame rate's really low or it just looks terrible or it's hitching or whatever. And then get a, get a real console. Get a real console. Hey, the Switch is a real console. Get it's a real secondary that. console. It's your last episode of the show. You're <laughs> uh, they showed more triangle strategy, which still looks interesting. I'm not huge into strategy games, but I love that art style and it, it looks pretty cool. Um, more Metroid Dread. So again, they like put these little things in there where it's like, yeah, okay, okay, we get it. Metroid Dread comes out October 8th, like we know. Um, but they had this big elaborate trailer for it that was like, okay. It's all that, your, it's all that Metroid lore. All of it, yeah. And then um, the Shadowrun Trilogy, Castlevania Advanced Collection. I'm going to skip some stuff because we're getting into some of the smaller things now. Oh, oh. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Wreckfest, uh, I'm surprised they're putting it on there, but man, it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few things that didn't look great. Bayonetta 3, they ended with that, and that didn't look great to me. I mean, it looked great in terms of like design and premise and all that stuff, but like the graphics compared to the last two. Compared to the Wii U version, yeah, it, right. it, like, it was kind of, I mean, granted, you know, they're showing it on a stream and all that stuff, so... Maybe it'll look better on, you know, actual hardware or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't look, but I mean, it's still Bayonetta 3, so I'm st- still going to try to play it. So, it, really yeah, like it that looked, series. that trailer was really fun. Like, it had this very typical, like, kaiju opening with this big creature stomping through the streets of Tokyo or somewhere, and then all these military, you know, people running out with weapons and then being like, hit them with the guns, and then they're like, get the the anti-tank missiles or whatever, and they shoot those, and they have that, like, classic kaiju line of, of like, our weapons are doing no... What is it? It's like, our weapons have yeah, no effect. It, something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> and then it was, like, the weird, um, like, puppy, like, statue or whatever it was. Yeah. And then it was a, it was a good bait and switch. I like that. Yeah, because I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, it's their last trailer. I was like, is it, a, like, a secret Godzilla game? I was like, this doesn't look like the Godzilla aesthetic, like is there going to be some other monster that's going to come out and you're going to be a big kaiju fighting other and then Bayonetta pops out and very like tongue in cheek. And she made a comment about being late. Um, and yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought they did that pretty well with tying that into the actual trailer. Yeah. Um, they showed more Splatoon three, which that looks pretty good. They showed a lot of gameplay. It looked like, um, but the other big story I feel like we should end on this is the Mario movie cast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They bring out Shigeru Miyamoto and they're like, Oh, Miyamoto san, come out. And he's like, Oh, as you know, I've been working with, uh, illumination, which is the, the studio that made the, um, uh, despicable me and the minions, the little minions. Yeah. yeah that, responsible for all that garbage. All of that, yeah. And he's like, you know, I've been working with them to to bring Mario to the big screen for the last year, and we're here to announce the cast. And, like, I don't think 
anyone could have been prepared for what what came he's like so let, without further ado let's show it and the first one is mario and it's chris pratt <laughs> it, it, someone uh, one of the tweets i saw like one of the best tweets was like um casting chris pratt as uh, chris pratt as mario is a disgrace to my culture <laughs> <laughs> i was just because I think people, they had said at some point that that Mario was going to talk because that was like an early question. People were asking Nintendo, like, is Mario going to talk? Like, is he going to just be... Yeah, he's going to say, like, wahoo, it's a me. Yeah. <laughs> he Impossible. has people. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they got the corpse of Lou. Yeah, they should have They should have, They should have. gotten uh, Lou Albano on a spirit box yeah. and had him do all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, it was Chris Pratt. And and it, I was like, like, I had these weird mixed emotions of like, wow, they got a big star. And then like, but also it's Chris Pratt. You know it's what Chris I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I it, don't like, think. I can't see him doing any sort of accent. Right. I like, don't even think he like, is. You know, like, even like, not even Italian. Like, I can't even see him like doing like a Brooklyn accent or a New York accent. I just see him being Chris Pratt, which. Yeah. That's cool if you're going to have like a boring ass character, then yeah, make it Chris Pratt. But that dude's completely one dimensional. <laughs> like you, you he's get, Chris Pratt. yeah, he's Chris Pratt. You, you, you cast Chris Pratt because that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So that, then that I'm, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm so curious. I think that's the main thing is I'm curious about this movie now. Like, I'm sort of excited. I'm sort of worried. I just want to see what it's like. I'm there's just weird. Just I don't even say morbid curiosity. I'm just like now I just need to see it because it how, starts with Chris Pratt. How do you think it's going to compare to the Sonic movie? Because a lot of people shit on the Sonic movie when they first saw the trailer and stuff like that. But and it then ended, it, apparently it ended up being good. I didn't I haven't seen it yet because that was, you know, around. I, I saw Cats. And saw wow. the trailer for for Sonic. You had the choice to see no, Sonic. Well, well, no, it was it was <laughs> before it came out. Well, I mean, because you know Sonic was coming out like COVID time, yeah. so uh, I wasn't really keen on going to the theaters around the time it was coming out. Also, I don't like going to the theaters, but I mean, apparently that movie ended up being pretty good. They're making a sequel. Uh, so, what do you think? How do you think it's gonna do? Do you think it's gonna be? I think it's going to be similar, if not more successful, based on in part based on this cast, because I feel like people like Chris Pratt and some of the other people that we'll get to don't choose projects that are on shaky ground. You know what I mean? I feel like they have very carefully handled careers, and that's not to say that they won't be in a bad movie or they won't be in a bomb, but there's so many of them that I feel like this movie's they're they're gonna they're they're spending a lot of time on this movie so i don't think it's going to be like the big blockbuster or anything like that but i think it's going to be up there with it's like detective pikachu it's, and Sonic. yeah it's going to be like oh, oh i think it's going to be more like a like a kid's popcorn summer movie thing you know where it's just going to be like, like a lego yeah it's just going to like it, it, or like the trolls movies like those make a lot of money and they all look yeah. really terrible but, but you know, I think, like it's it's a you know it's a well established you know studio. You have a huge star studded cast. Like the movie probably doesn't have to be that good to make money, just because of who's in it. You know what I mean? That's true. I just hope that they get that balance right. That where it appeals to adults because they know they must know that a lot of their audience are going to be nostalgic adults, like a huge amount. So. 
they can't focus too much on the kids because like a Trolls movie also star-studded cast um, but maybe is a little bit more skewed toward children than adults it's not not that it doesn't capture both but it's not like a Pixar movie where Pixar has been has become like the masters of playing to both both audiences um, and that's what they need to do though they need to realize that you can't just have a couple of cheeky cheesy um, references like an it's a me or something for your adult audience like you have to give us more than that it has to be have some kind of humor that goes beyond slapstick or you know mario slipping on a banana or something or whatever it is like it has to give a you have to you have to try and i think i'm hoping based on this cast that they will so All i right, think so it'll spe- be speaking of the cast yeah it's a really interesting really interesting cast yeah, so so Chris Pratt is Mario, Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. Um, I haven't seen her in much, but I have liked what I've seen of her. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I have a, a huge soft spot in my heart for Peach. Um, I have a tattoo of Peach on my arm. I haven't talked about my video game tattoos yet, but I have a Peach tattoo. is one of my first video game tattoos. Um, and so like, okay, I can see that. And then Luigi. <laughs> Charlie Day. I, I think that's Luigi. I think that's actually a really good choice. So do I, but I'm like imagine <laughs> if this were live action, imagine Charlie Day. Oh yeah. Pratt. Oh yeah, no. Like, like that it's such a mismatch, but I think I Charlie Charlie he's, Day could pull off the voice. Like I think he could do yeah. like he's he's got a very interesting voice and he's got a you know, little range with it. So I think he could do something fun with it more so He's than a little Chris spastic, Pratt. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the most famous memes out there in the last couple of years has been that Charlie Day from uh It's Always Sunny where the, he's got that whole the, board yeah, the, of the, the 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 yeah, all oh, the board and all that conspiracy board. Yeah. One of my friends has a really good Charlie impression like Really? Really fucking spot on. <laughs> we should get him on the podcast and have him be like Charlie Day. <laughs> what are you hey? I mean, you probably could. Um <laughs> But How yeah, did you choose this role of Luigi? <laughs> I think I think that's an I think it's an interesting choice, especially and then Jack Black as Bowser. I think Jack, yeah, I he's got he can definitely do he can definitely have some fun with that. Like, and yeah, and yeah, he he's a, such a great choice I think because he's just so explosive in his mm-hmm. comedy, and he's gonna make Bowser that like comedic like sad sack of like a villain. You know what I mean? Like he plays that really well, so I yeah. think that's great. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. At that point, that's where I'm like, is this? Am I fucking hallucinating? Is this a fever dream? How did you get Keegan Michael Key as Toad? As Toad, do you know what Toad's vocabulary consists of? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is he gonna do? Well, not if you watch the cartoon. The cartoon, he was a fucking smartass. Oh God, he was such a little sassy bitch in the cartoon, man. Um. And then <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Right. And it just kept going. And then Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. I'm like, who the fuck cat? Like, what? I don't get Like, it really seemed like something that you would see on SNL or something. And you'd be like, yeah, like they would ever get a cast like that. Like but Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. One of the things I saw was like, it makes the casting for the 1993 Mario Brothers movie seem way less ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Have Dennis Hopper be Bowser. Like that seems like a good, great idea now. Yeah. 
Bob Hoskins as Mario. This like it worked. I don't know if he was was it he worked. an Academy Award nominated actor at that point? Uh, I think so. Yeah, but John I mean, like, Leguizamo wasn't, but but you know what? He was like coming. That movie worked. <laughs> I love that movie. I still I will defend that movie to this day. It's not. It's maybe not a good movie. But it's okay. It's maybe not a good adaptation. No, but I think it's a pretty good movie. It's they fun. Had, they had fun with the source material. Yeah. They didn't yeah, just because how, like how one, do you do that movie? You it's know, sort of like, doing it's sort of like the first Resident Evil movie, where they they took the source material and you know made ties to it, but didn't stick directly to it. Or the Silent Hill movies too, the same way. Like you yeah. had like some of that. I guess Silent Hill movie less because they they definitely did play a little that more was with close. Um, just timelines got fucked up with that, but um, yeah, like the the original the original Resident Evil, like it was loose with the source material. Like they made hints and stuff like that, all this stuff, but it they made it its own movie, and that first one was really good. I never saw any of the other ones because I didn't want to ruin it. Um, I know you Skip saw the second one, and I think you'll be okay. <laughs> just the second one, just the I haven't seen the last one i think how many um, are there but the rest of them are pretty good i think there's seven jesus fucking christ is there seven i might be wrong about that it's been a, it's been a while and i like i said i i've either missed the last one or the last two but um but yeah and the funny thing is they were their own thing and people liked them i met someone a couple of years ago it, i don't think it was one of my students but it was a student and i had an umbrella corporation t-shirt on and she was like oh i love i love your shirt and i was like Oh, I was like, oh, thanks. Do you, you know, do you play the games? And she's like, oh, I didn't know it was from games. I thought it's just, I like the movies. And I'm like, oh, okay. As the first person I met that didn't know about the Resident Evil games. like, maybe Wait, you've knew. actually seen a real PlayStation 2? <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, that was, that was a weird thing. But, um, I'm, I'm, but yeah, I am interested in it. I'm not going to have any hopes for it, honestly. Like. I'm, are you going to see it in theaters? Oh God, no! God, no! No. <laughs> it's be... next holiday. They said they said holiday 2022. So, oh, so it's not even going to be like a summer movie. It's going to be a holiday. Oh yeah. So then they're they're yeah. definitely just going to bank on that like Christmas money. Um, yeah, but that's another reason I think to think that it's going to be huge because like the Christmas weekend or the Christmas like two weeks before Christmas is that's when you release these big huge blockbusters. Um. And sometimes you even release movies that you think will be nominated for Academy Awards because that's that season. So that, that movie's not going to get nominated for shit. For animated film, they don't. They're scarce on those. They're getting more. They they are, but now. you got to think like how how reluctant they were to like offer any awards to like superhero movies up until like the last year. Like that's a good point, yeah. You know, like they're they're. I don't know. Has a Minions movie ever been nominated for an Academy Award? No, but every Pixar movie, pretty that's much. Pixar, though. That's Pixar, though. Beauty and the Beast. This is not. That's not. Whatever. I, I totally forgot the name of the studio now. <laughs> um, Illumination. Illumination. You even have it written there. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact too. Like, oh, but don't worry, Charles Martinet's going to be in it. He's just not going to be doing the one the characters yeah. that you want him to do. <laughs> They said something like some fun cameos or something. So I'm almost wondering if there's going to be like an animated or a video game within the the show where they're like, they see a cartoon of Mario and it's going to be like, it's a me. And they're going to be like, that's not what I sound like. You know, or, I mean? or it's, or it's going to be like, you know, like a fake version, like, like a doll or something like, or, or no, like it'll be like a TV show, but it'll be like, 
the Mario in whatever Mario would be in that universe. So like, you know, it's me, Ligorio, you know, something like that. <laughs> or what if they have like an, they all, what if it's like um, Marvel and they open a rift to another dimension and all the Martinet. No, we're Martinet not, no, we're not, we're not doing through. multiverse <laughs> stuff. No. While Luigi has the power glove. He's like, <laughs> ah, I got a snap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm going to snap you out of existence. That was bad. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> That's that's um, that's the extent that's Chris Pratt right there. That's Chris it. Pratt, yeah. I did it. Um it's Joey as Mario. Um <laughs> it's Chris anyways. Pratt as Mario. Anyway. So let's talk about what we've been playing. You have on I normally just we just talk about it, but you have slowly dying <laughs> written on the show notes. So I'm I'm curious to hear about that. No, I just I were in the process of moving and all that yeah. stuff, and it's just like I haven't had time for shit outside of the little bit of phasmophobia that we've been playing. So I've been playing packing boxes and getting frustrated and doing things in SketchUp and making our apartment to make sure all our furniture is going to fit where we want it to fit. So yeah, I haven't had much time for game playing, sadly, aside from Cookie Clicker because it could be in the background. But we have been playing Phasmophobia. We have been playing Phasmophobia. Really fun. I yeah, love the, the updates they yes, made. Yes, the quality of life stuff that they did is fucking yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah it's so easy to navigate the journal now and to like track hints and it will will, like eliminate ghosts for you so you don't have to keep flipping through pages and being like well it's not that it's not this so you could just click on the ghost and go right to that page and find out everything about it like that's fucking that's that's night and day difference with that game yeah and it seems like it just runs even smoother now than it did like even a couple weeks ago I was thinking about that the other day when we first started, because it's still technically an early access game. But when we first started, man, it was rough. Like we kept getting kicked out and like they were they were updating so frequently that like we would join. We would play one day and we'd be on the same. We'd be out like we'd have the same patch. And then the next day we would try to join and it would be like room not available or room not found. And we're like, what? And we would look and we would be on different patch on different patches. Yeah, at one point I had to delete the game. To yeah. get it to pull the new patch, like I had to like yeah. re-download the whole thing, and I had to do that for like a couple days in a row. That was that sucked, but it's super smooth now. Um, you did get I'm kicked sure the I'm, other day a little bit, but I, I'm assuming that was probably just a weird networking thing. It might have been because I got kicked from Blackboard when I was trying to teach the other day too. Um, so yeah, it might just be my my connection, which is normally pretty solid. But yeah, maybe I'm just having connection issues suddenly. Um. I've also been playing uh, Life is Strange, True Colors, and Deathloop. So I talked about Life is Strange last week, and I finished that. And I don't want to spoil too much, of course. It's a very narrative-centric game, so I don't want to talk too much about the story. But I finished it, and I, I loved it. I think it's probably my second favorite. I think it's one of those things where the first game is probably always going to be my favorite just because of nostalgia and for it being a pretty like new experience. And I just love games that take place in like high schools. Um, and I think part of it is just that, that like setting and like being young and like being able to like go in like all the high school drama and all that stuff. I think that's kind of fun, but I did love the setting of true colors. It was beautiful. I loved a lot of the story beats. It was like, again, like I said last week, very short. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was great. And I was happy with the ending that I got and who I got to smooch and um, Deathloop. I think, I don't know how far I'm into Deathloop. I, I want to say 
I'm like halfway through. I've heard that it's like between like 10 and 20 hours to beat. I've probably played like six to eight hours, but I'm a, a pretty slow gamer. I, I, I try to take my time and really like enjoy enjoy the games. And so I'm, I feel like I'm maybe halfway through, maybe less, but I like it a lot so far. I've been seeing a lot of mostly very positive, but like the negative reactions to it have been like surprisingly negative. It's one of those games where everyone's not unanimous. Like most people are like, wow, this is groundbreaking and super well developed. And then there are people like one of the reviews I saw was like, this feels unfinished. Like it's an insult. It feels, un- and I'm like, how, how do you have these like two completely polar opposite responses to a game? It seems very weird to me. I think I'm, I'm mostly in the positive, but I do think that the game is not very, <laughs> is not very friendly with the narrative guidance in the beginning. They give you the premise right away and then they're just like, go. And you really have to sort of like, put it all together yourself which is like fine sometimes i mean that's like the whole premise of gone home um is you don't you're just dropped on the doorstep of this house and you have to like tell that you have to find the story piece by piece but i don't feel like i don't know i just don't feel like that it's not like a fallout like where like they give you kind of main story and you can get more like disposition like you know auxiliary stuff and like reading things it's just kind of like you have to find all that stuff on your own is that what you're talking about kind of it's just they don't really tell you what you're supposed to do like they're like basically again they give you the basic premise which is you have to kill all of these um visionaries to break the loop and you have this um juliana this uh other this woman who's kind of the antagonist but also maybe a friend it's kind of hard to tell which i think that's good i think there's some of the some of like the fog that they lay over the narrative and over like who people are and what your relationship to them is, I think is good and intriguing. But then like they tell you that premise of like, you have to kill these visionaries and you go through like the tutorial level and then they're like, okay, go. And they don't really tell you, they don't really guide you beyond that. So like you have to like, just basically kind of pick a level and you go into it and you start collecting clues and you kind of have to like find your own path. And you're like, okay, so then if this visionary is here during the afternoon, then I, have to wait on killing him i'll have to kill someone else in the morning because you only get one day to kill all of them so you have to figure out how to kill all of them in one day because otherwise it loops back and you have to start the day all over. so it's kind of like a hitman you have to like learn the patterns and all that stuff and right do that and do it all everything in a clean run pretty much yeah and you have to go through it and i think you kind of are expected to fail you kind of have to go through and just stumble through and find clues and piece it all together. Um, now but it, I almost wish there was a little bit more guidance there. Is is this, so knowing that, is this a game where once you know the, the perfect run, is that it? Like, and then you could just do it over and over again and that's the game? Like, like what's the, what's the replay, replayability like in the long term of this? I mean, I think there's a lot of replayability because the levels, one of the things I like about it is the levels are super well designed. The way that I looked at this game when I was probably like a few hours into it is if we if we were on the clock 20 years to when we were still playing like Perfect Dark and like Time Splitters and early Halo and you said, what are first person shooters going to look like in 20 years? This is the game I probably would have said because it has like a very old school design mentality in the sense that 
there's a level full of guys stationed. Some of them are moving. Some of them are not. Some of them are chatting and revealing information. Um, and then you have to figure out a way through it. And you can be stealthy or you can go in loud and just blast away. Um, and you can take different paths. But the paths are all really well designed. Whereas back in the day, it was like, do you want to go this path and hide behind these barrels or this path and hide behind these barrels like they weren't very nuanced or varied in the the like how each path was laid out or the obstacles or the different things that those paths allowed you to do but in this game they are like there's so many different paths through the level where you're like I can either climb over this building and then go through a window or I can climb over the building and just climb all the way over the building or I can go around the building on the cliffs or I can go through the alley next to the building, or I don't even have to go that direction. I can go this other direction, go down the street, or I can go through over around this ice. Like there's so many different paths through each level and there's a few different levels. And so I think that once you beat the loop, you could just enjoy the story and say, that's it. Or if you were like, I want to go and try and find all these different ways to go through the, the level. I want to try different weapons and different approaches. I think you could have a lot of fun. Plus there is the optional or the added bonus that you your friend or any random person could take Juliana's place and try to come kill you. That's kind of exciting. I have it set to single player right now, which means Juliana is just run by the AI. So she'll, she's only tried to come and kill me once. But another thing I do like about it is that for the first time in a really long time, it makes me really paranoid about dying and it makes me really conscious about my gameplay and I am so not used to that with a shooter. I'm like, I might try to be stealthy, but who cares if they fucking find me? I'll just shoot them in the face. But in this one, if you die, you can only die three times. Then you lose all your stuff and the day starts all over again. And so I haven't died at all. I've played for like however many, like six hours or whatever. And I haven't fucking died because I'm like, I, when I walk into a room, like I have to make sure that I'm in the clear, that I'm not being seen. I still get seen, but... I panic and I'll like kill the guy that's right there, but then there's other people. So then I try to go and find a really strategic, like strategic spot. I don't have that same carelessness of like, who cares? I'll just run out and shoot him. And if I die, I die. Um, so I do like that a lot. It's just, I, I sort of wish that I had more to go off of early on. So I didn't feel like I was stumbling around and maybe repeating things that I didn't need to. Mm. Um, but maybe that'll change. Maybe when I finish it, I'll be like, ah, all of the stumbling was for not or not for not you know okay maybe i'll have to watch you play on a uh, on a share play one day just to kind of get a get a look at it i think you would like it it seems like it seems like you're kind of like i said the the more the more like they showed of it like the less interested i got which is weird because like some you know something like that seemed like really interesting but every time i saw i'm just like i don't know i don't know there's just something about it i didn't i i I wasn't feeling anymore so i don't know like i I said i'll look at it I love the voice acting between um, Cole. Cole, is that your character? No, Colt. I think it's Colt. Colt and Juliana, like their voice actors are amazing. Um, and their back and forth is so well written. Juliana, as a, just in general, is like one of my favorite video game characters of the year. I think she's super fun. And I don't know how to read her. Like it's like they're kind of flirting. They're kind of being friendly. But they kind of want to kill each other. I don't know. It's 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 kind of interesting. So overall, I'm having a really good time. I'm just, you know, curious to see how it ends. But I've just now it's we're to the point of the year where I'm starting to feel overwhelmed because like the first week of October, all these huge games come out, Far Cry and Metroid Dread. 
and something else I can't remember. I just got Death Stranding Director's Cut in the mail today. I want to play Super Metroid before Metroid Dread. Man, it's just, you know, it's a, good, it's a hard knock. I think you didn't bid on, bid on that game. Yeah. Yeah. See, now, I, well, that's good. Good point. <laughs> I don't have to worry about either of those games. What a relief. Uh, um. So, okay, let's talk about Newgrounds.com. Let's talk about Newgrounds.com. Let's do it. Let's have a conversation about Newgrounds.com. So, Newgrounds.com... I, I don't think either of us have been active visitors to the site in quite a while, but it looks like the last time I went, which was in August, um, pretty much kind of the same old site as it used to be, which is basically a, uh, I don't know if I would call it a flash portal anymore, but like a an animation and music. It's a creator's portal. And it's crea- a crea- yeah, yeah. Crea- yeah, creator's, it's a creator's portal. like showcase for everything, art, yeah, video, right. music. Yeah, it started as a flash animation site and then they expanded and they started allowing you to upload music and then they started allowing you to upload like writing and other things. Mm -hmm. And so it's this creator's portal where people can come and upload their creative work and there's a voting system so people can vote on it. Um, I don't know if they still do blams. I don't think they do, do they? Uh God, I I have no clue. I th- I think I think stuff can still get removed. I think it still has like a submission like period where it can either get accepted or not. I think it's only okay. on the video stuff though. Still, uh, okay. the audio and the the art. Uh, that's just that's just vote user voted like ups and downs, and that that's it. I don't think any of that stuff can get can get removed. Honestly, it's been a while since I've done submitted anything, so I have no clue how that works anymore. I still visit occasionally, like usually just to check, see what's going on in the forum, but that's about it. Yeah. So it's this, it's this portal where people can submit all these things. There's a voting system. You used to be able to blam things. We're not sure if you still do, but blaming meant that if like a, a movie or whatever it was, didn't have a certain, it had to reach a certain threshold of positive votes before it would be passed and safe. Um, It would be deleted and it was, a, it was a, um, the first hundred votes decided on on where, where it was. So on the hundredth vote, if it didn't pass a threshold, and you were the hundredth voter, you got and it and it you know got removed. You got the blam. Um, yeah. It was actually like a stat that they kept track of of how many you got because it was completely it was kind of random. Like you never knew because eventually they used to have like the vote counter on that, and then eventually they got rid of it because people were just like sit and just like watch for movies to you know reach a certain amount of votes and try to do it so they removed the the vote count before um before it passed that threshold so then it was kind of it forced people to vote on movies more yeah the reason we wanted to talk about it was not only because we were members of it from very early on but also because it's been such and it's been so impactful to video game development and video game history. And, but it's one of those things that's like not talked about all that often. Um, and so this is not going to be some kind of expansive history or anything. And again, both of us fell off after a while and stopped going, which actually when I was making, I was telling, I was mentioning this to Ron before we started um, recording, but I have the, the memories that I have with this site and the associated clock crew, um, seem to span this huge chunk of my life. Like they seem to be this, this big long period of my life where I was on the new ground forums every day. I was on the clock crew forums every day. 
And then when I actually look at the timeline, I'm like, God, I feel like we were barely there. Um, so let's let's do a brief timeline. So the site was actually technically founded in 1995 by Tom Fulp, but really it was like a precursor site where he was uploading some of his like college um his Drexel University stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um in nineteen ninety eight is when it actually became newgrounds.com. And that was the iteration that I was introduced to. I don't remember. Well, it started, how I it found started out as a Neo Geo fan site. Yeah, before so that. That's but the then, new grounds. Right. Neo and then Geo. He, new oh. Grounds, hmm. Neo Geo. Oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> um, Geo but he meaning just, ground Fulp. and Neo meaning new, new grounds. I did not know that. Wow. Oh, really? You didn't know that? Yeah, I did not know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's, I thought you were just playing dumb, but no, you are dumb. I yeah. am actually just that dumb. No, that that's kind of fascinating. So it started out as a video game forum. Not even a forum, just like it was a it was a, he it was a it was a fan site, Neo Geo fan site. Wow. I, I can't remember what wild. was in the original iteration, but yeah, it was like that's where the name came from. Hmm. So. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. In 1998, so it was, if I remember the history correctly, Tom Falp had an interview with some, like, I don't remember the, there's some news station and they wanted to do a piece on him. And so he was like, well, I want this, I want the site to have like a, an actual firm, like its own domain, its own website and everything. So he changed it to just newgrounds.com in 1998. And that I think is sort of the earliest iteration, and there were only five movies uploaded to the site at that time: uh, Cat Dynamics, Beat Me Jesus, Assassin, um, which was a game where you, through various means, kill celebrities like the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Marilyn Manson. Um, well, a lot of this tele- stuff, a lot of this stuff was like pre-Flash too. Like this was like some of this was like you know JavaScript, like HTML coding. And stuff like that, like the original, um, the original um, Bill Gates uh, assassin was literally just a like web page. You just click the image, and the image kept changing. Like that's what that's what that was. And then once Flash got introduced in ninety late ninety eight ninety nine, is that when I got about? That sounds right. Okay, yeah, that's when they started doing some of the other uh, other flash animations sorry didn't mean to cut you off there no no no, fine i was just gonna telebubby funland and club of seal were the last two movies and telebubby telebubby funland at the time was my favorite and that's actually the one where i recommended it to you because you and i had just met at this time which seems weird to me but it was before pico came out so we must have met in 1998 i think it was before pico because it was definitely before the portal I. Th- it was before the poor. I. It might have been around the time. It might have been. Pico's so school might not have been out yet. But I think okay. he had already developed the characters. Okay. But so maybe it was like ninety nine. Um, that that would make sense. But so in ninety nine, we had just met. We were still early friends, and we were getting to getting around to doing that thing that new friends do, talking about like, well, what are you interested in, and. You were sharing some of the sites that you were on on Earthlink, which I was very jealous of because it was high speed. It was DSL internet. No, it wasn't. 56K. It, was, it, was, it wasn't. It was fifty six k. Oh, you eventually got 
Earthlink I, DSL, didn't you? No, we ended up getting AT&T DSL like later oh, on, but that was until like way later on. I think then I was just jealous because I had AOL. And so like yeah. Earthlink was like the <laughs> non-intrusive, non, you know, proprietary. It was, it was. Well, I just found out a, 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 a trick that's, you know, totally relevant now. Uh, when you dialed in the AOL, you could then minimize the AOL browser and then just open up Internet Explorer. You didn't have to go through. No way. Really? Yes. What? You could minimize AOL and then just use any internet browser after the fact. Oh, I man. literally just found this out like two weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, See, and there's all those hypothetical where people are like, if you could go back in time and tell your 16-year-old self one thing. Now it, it's don't use AOL browser. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, you could just use Internet Explorer if you minimize AOL. Yeah, people are like, invest in Microsoft. Uh, no, just use the fucking Internet Explorer. <laughs> um, but I, what we were talking about, we were like sharing our experiences on the Internet. And I was like, have you heard of Telebubby Funland? And you were like, no. And I was like, oh, it's on the site called Newgrounds. And I sent it to you and we and you like watched them and we would talk about them. And we we had like in jokes of like when Britney Spears. Uh, so like one of the ways that you could assassinate Britney Spears was to it's the dumbest fucking it's the dumbest thing one of the things that we talked about when i was like hey do you want to do this ron was like we were this was like a dark time in our history and i was like yeah but we kind of have to like own up to it we were dumb okay we were dumb and young but like this game was basically you find different ways to assassinate celebrities and for britney spears she was in a monster truck and you would add cars and other obstacles for her to jump over and so you add like five cars or whatever and she'd jump over them and she would say too easy too easy and you could tell it was like tom fulp or someone doing her voice it was so stupid and i don't know why but that just stuck with us and so we would anytime and we still do it today like something happened and oh like, fuck me <laughs> yeah um and so we had all these kind of in jokes but then i remembered it sort of died because the, they introduced the portal and well, they introduced Pico School in 1999, and we played that, and we were like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, there, it was pretty elaborate for the time. Like, you, there were different rooms you could go in, and everything. And of course, the premise is terrible today. It was like a, it's like a school shooting game. Well, it's a, um, it's a he is trying to defend the school from demonic um, kids. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. It's not that bad, I guess. No, it's not that bad. But I mean, it, it, I remember it being it, worse. It was a very rudimentary like game where like you can move squares and then like you know take shots. It was kind of like a tactics e, but like not so much the ta- It was like the movement of tactics, but not like the gameplay style of a tactics game. And you had like inventory that you could pick up, like for a flash game, for like a browser game, it was pretty for a nineteen ninety nine flash game. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then they introduced the portal that year. And at first it was literally just this little gif or this little animation of like a swirling portal. And I, when I introduced it, I was like, oh wow. And I clicked on it and it was like, here's some like user submitted animation. Yeah. Originally still you, mostly you could like email him like stuff. Right. And he would post it and then it would just like go to random. It would go to random videos. And I think like at the time there was only like 20 or whatever or something like that. Yeah. There were not a lot. and. They weren't great. No, no. <laughs> and so I remember thinking, like, this is kind of stupid. And I fell off the site at that point. Um, and then I remember you bringing it up later, probably like months later, and you were like, hey, did you sign up for the Newgrounds message board? 
And I was like, no, I don't like, is that, they have a message board? I don't really care about that. Um, but you kind of got into it at that point, didn't you? I had gotten into the like original message board, like a little bit, like the, like the, the pre one that's like not the current one, the old BBS, which I think was like just, bef- it was just before they like released because they did a new message board, um, which is the current iteration of it. Uh, I had been on the original one a little bit, uh, but not as much. But then, yeah, once they did the like full, because I think it was ninety, I think it was the end of yeah, it was the end of ninety nine when they introduced the the account system, uh, where you could actually like start an account and all that stuff. That's about the same time yeah. I think that the uh, the new message boards were coming out. Um, yeah, according to their timeline on their site, uh, the message boards and chat were added in two thousand. I think that's the they current. I think that's the current iteration of the message okay. boards. Uh, yeah, you could start an account, and I think yeah, like later, later in, it's like December of '99. I think I don't know. I I signed up for an account two days after it started, so whenever that was, I I had to look at my account. Um, but then like yeah, like shortly after that following year is when they introduced the new BBS. I think I started like somewhere around the the summer of that year like posting more and more regularly. I was more in the chat just because I like the faster paced uh, back and forth of, of, of an IRC chat than a, a BBS, but then you're really into that BBS. <laughs> I remember coming over and you would show me stuff. It was that whole thing. Like I would come over to play video games or something and you'd be like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. And I was resistant at first because like I was like, I don't really use message boards and like, I don't know. The movies are getting better, but I'm, you know, still wasn't super interested. But then I want to say, if I remember correctly, I signed up on October 31st of 2001, which seems late because the very famous world renowned animation B was uploaded August 15th, 2001, which would have been before I signed up. So that seems bewildering to me because I feel like I knew about it. But then again, when I signed up, one of the main reasons I signed up was because you showed me Newgrounds' biggest topic, oh, which God. was a topic that was started to sort of counter another topic that was um, called Anime Girls. And that site had like, or that that thread, that page, that, that yeah thread, had like thousands of posts. At the time, it had like, I wouldn't say hundreds, but it had like dozens and dozens of pages um, so hundreds of posts, you know, and maybe thousands. And so was it Orange Clock or Raspberry Clock that started it? it was or Shrapnel? Clock, I think Shrapnel. It was Shrapnel. That started. Yeah, Shrapnel. Yeah. Shra- a user named Shrapnel who became friend, we became friends with um, started it as sort of a joke to be like, huh, we can't let the biggest thread on the Newgrounds bulletin board or the Newgrounds por- <laughs> bulletin board system. What is this thing? 1920? <laughs> Hold on. Let me get um, on my facsimile here. <laughs> send a text to a text. Okay. What, what am I doing? I'm mixing, <laughs> I'm mixing eras of communication. It's, anyway, it's 1130. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is 1130. Yeah. So, uh, Shrapnel was like, we can't let this anime girls thread be the biggest thread on our message board. So let's spam this thread to beat the other thread. And it became this weird thing that I was invested in. I was like, that's why I joined is I was like, I like 
the vibe in this. I like the way that everyone's talking. Everyone's just having fun. Well, because originally it was like just like straight up, just like post, 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 post. post. It was just like yeah, complete nonsense. And then eventually it started to like talking. I, I would almost say devolving into a conversation. Devolving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, because originally it was from it, random gibberish. That was too. the thing. It was, it was supposed to be just. It was supposed to be literally just spam, and yeah, it totally just like took on like its own life and just people like there was. I don't know, like 15 people regularly posting back and forth to yeah. each other and all that stuff. And it was just a regular conversation. Uh, I, yeah, I joined uh, December 17th, 1999 and the account oh, system yeah. started in, uh, on December 15th. Um, God, yeah. Show up late to the party. Yeah. Way late. <laughs> um, but so this is definitely a digression, but this is where a lot of our time was spent on the site was in the message boards and where a lot of things started like B. So the clock crew is an offshoot of Newgrounds. Um, there was this animation uploaded by a user named strawberry clock uh, on August 15th of 2001. And it was just a white background with the red letter B and somehow it survived the blaming. It didn't get blamed. And so it became this weird thing where people were like, am I missing out on something? Is there something to this? And so then a user, um, I, I actually, now that I think about it, I don't know what his account was before he signed up for the Orange Clock account, but a user sort of capitalized on that and saw opportunity because Strawberry Clock was such a weird name. So he was like, why don't we become the Clock Crew and I'll be Orange Clock and his brother was Raspberry Clock. And not so then real, it was Not his real weird, brother, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not brothers. I think I always thought they were really they're brothers. They're not well. really brothers. They're just friends. Um, so in the in the fictional Clock Crew universe, <laughs> they're brothers. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then other people were like, oh, I want to be a clock. So then, you know, Carrot Clock and all these other. And then they had the, their whole own history. And I almost wish we could just have a well, whole Carrot Clock's that, Tom Fulp. Everyone knows that. That's everyone. Was, was it Wade? I thought Tom was Strawberry and Wade was. No, Wade. Uh, Strawberry's. An actual, like an actual person, not, not Tom. Care clock right, is Tom. Care clock's not really Tom, is it? Yeah, it is. No fucking way. Get out of here. Yes, it is. You're bullshitting me. It is not Tom Fulp. I always thought that was a joke. He was a fucking villain. Okay, what are we doing? I feel like we're talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he is a heel. There was, do you remember the match where he threw strawberry clock through the table? It was all kayfabe. Um, that is fuck. I still part of me is like I need to call time. I, I, I'm al- I'm almost 100 percent that 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 is that is 100 percent true. That is amazing. Um, but we were mostly on the message boards, and then the clock crew kind of sprang off into its own thing, and they started their own website. And there were literally hundreds of clocks. I mean, anything from it started out with fruits and vegetables, and then it was like colors and cars, and, and it and still up, goes to this day. Object, objects, right. But we were weird because we weren't clocks because we signed up before there was like a full-blown clock crew. So we were non-clocks, as they were called. Um, Allies, But we contributed. Yeah. <laughs> it all sounds very official. <laughs> um, but this will, all, this will all come to pat or come to play with some of the later discussion about, the, about Newgrounds. But, but this was our personal experience was mostly on the message boards. I left for the Air Force in January of 2003. And essentially, that was kind of my leaving Newgrounds because I was in training. I was in tech school and basic training for like four months. So I couldn't really post. 
I think I popped on when I could. I went to like an internet cafe when that was still a thing. Um, but ultimately I was, that's, you know, I was more active on the clock crew from then on, but you went on to be quite a figure. Oh yeah. In the Newgrounds community, you became a mod <laughs> and I had to hear about all these exploits and miss out on them, but you became like this infamous tyrannical mod, right? Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Oh yeah. Just let me. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, was it Edge Lord or were you? Cause I, I thought you were responding to Edge Lords. I thought you. Were I, the was, one that, I was. I was. Yeah, Edgelords like hated. I was kind of like, I was kind of like going into the extreme of it, sort of like almost like. It's like I was just I was, kind of strict, like you know, like I would kind of just like you know, I'm not getting paid to do it, but I'm like you know I'm still gonna kind of take it seriously, like I'll you know, yeah, like if someone needs to get banned for or deleted or whatever, like I'll delete their post, I'll ban them, whatever. And then, like, people just started calling me a hard ass all the time. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to lean into this all the time and just be this fucking dick. Um, and, like, still, like, be able to have fun and, like, you know, let other people, like, if it was intensely funny, like, I would let it go. But if someone was, like, you know, just miming it and doing the same thing, like, no, oh, fuck you. You're dumb. And then delete their post and then get them to post again and then eventually ban them for repeating posts and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I was kind of, you know, I was a dick, but again, I was kind of like leaning into a character. So not entirely a proud point in my life because I've made some questionable posts here and there. But, <laughs> you know, who doesn't do dumb things on the Internet when they're, you know, mid to early, early mid 20s? Yeah. Internet was also like way different then. Like at that point in time, like yeah. Internet culture was like everyone just seemed more lax about like everything. And a lot of people like were able to like kind of not take offense. Not, uh, now I'm sounding like a shithead. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard. It's hard to like, explain. Oh, it's, cancel culture. I think for me, the reason I, I think when I think of you as a mod as like being maybe like an antihero is because like you were reacting to a lot of the toxicity you and I, yes, we had our moments of also being toxic. I look back at some of the stuff that we posted now and I'm like, I didn't realize some of it was just really dark and really bad. Um, I had no context for it. I thought no one checks these forums. Who cares? I think that, no one I think that's what, that's what I'm trying to say is like at the time, like you didn't realize like, yeah. And like, I don't think like a lot of people like really like cared about it. You know what I mean? Like not to say like, you know, they didn't care. It's just like, some people like didn't see it as a bad thing because other people like who it was offensive, who would have been offended to didn't find offense to it because it was right. just the internet. It was just kind of like this, you know, kind of throwaway thing. It wasn't until it started getting more and more personal and stuff like that. That's where things started to ravel under out of control and like using this like level of anonymous, being anonymous. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, like helped fuel the like really shitty toxicity of all that like tying a name and a face to it it's a little less you know i don't know my cat's being loud sorry um <laughs> i lost my train of thought yeah i don't know internet was internet yeah. was just fucking weird then i mean i th i think like so like i've studied internet culture a little bit since then and 
that line of like anonymity and shitty behavior is clearly drawn. And unfortunately now we don't really have that to explain it because now people are being shitty and toxic on like Facebook with their profile picture of them with their like kids in the picture and stuff. But Mm -hmm. like back then you're right. Like a lot of us on the message boards didn't even necessarily know what each other looked like to the point where then if someone posted a picture of themselves, we were like, like there was a, a user named Old School who started out as Trace School. Trace School. No, he started as Old School. Okay. Oh, did he? Okay, and then he switched to Trace School later. I think so. Yeah. Um, where he posted a picture, and we were like, it was that like joke of like you're black. Like we did, we had no idea. But now, and like you said at the time, I think we had the impression that no one took offense. But at some point, Old School left the Clock Crew and left Newgrounds, and we didn't know where he went. And it was kind of this big joke of like, where did he go? Where did he go? And I can't help but think that maybe we drove him away because we were under the assumption that maybe he wasn't offended, but maybe he just didn't want to say anything because yeah. like, who, you're going to say something, you're going to say, I think you guys are being racist. Because I think back, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here a little bit. I think back to this picture that I drew, because one of the things that we used to do in this biggest topic was we were just spamming and it became sort of an art form so like you mentioned before first we just started posting gibberish we just type in a bunch of letters or type in the yen symbol a bunch and that was our symbol for spam and then we started like posting things like our thoughts on things or we would draw pictures or we would do photoshops um like just really crude photoshops i would i photoshopped your head on like a million different people yep um and we would draw like And we would draw like caricatures and like pictures in MS Paint. It was terrible. And at one point we were talking about, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about, but I ran across this picture on my computer of like me drawing um, that dude Dyson from Terminator 2, the black scientist dude who works at Skynet. And imagine a dumb 18 or 19 year old or however I was drawing a black person in MS Paint and I have no artistic talent. You know what that looked like? It looked like a fucking caricature. It looked so offensive. But at the time, I was like, this is how I'd draw a black person. And now I look back and I'm like, imagine someone like old school seeing that and being like, you're sitting there telling me that you're not racist, but that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing you're drawing something that's like hurtful to me. And he probably didn't feel comfortable saying it because Newgrounds was a pretty toxic place. Newgrounds sprang from Severed Heads, the Severed Heads Forum, which was also a very toxic place. I think it's the other way around. Is it? Yeah, I think because that was that's Tanner. Tanner started Severheads. He started kind of is an offshoot of Newgrounds. Okay. Yeah. It's like a more edgy place or something. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I could talk okay. to him and ask him. <laughs> but it, uh, it it it. I think Newgrounds is like a part of the 4chan history. If we have, if we had like a timeline of 4chan of like how 4chan got its audience, I bet I bet Newgrounds is in there somewhere because being edgy and like pushing the envelope was like a part of the culture. Um, and as if you're, if you're a black person or a minority in that culture, again, you can't speak up against it because people would say you're being, you're being overly sensitive about it. It's just a joke. It's just a message board, you know, that whole thing. Like, no, it was definitely like later on, like when 4chan started becoming more and more popular, uh, some of that stuff would like, leak over into the BBS at that time. Yeah. And like, you know, like if you want to, if you want to post that shit, post it on fucking 4chan, don't post it here. Like if you want to just make dumb fucking memes and stuff like that, like 
the shoop de whoop meme. I always fucking hated that meme because it is yeah. it's it's super fucking racist. Like, and I would always just like as soon as someone would like post it, I'm like, haha, not funny, ban you know, or delete or whatever, unless they keep posting it, and then I would just ban them then. But yeah, it's just like it's it's dumb. It's not funny. Like a lot of I mean, there was a lot of internet stuff at that time that was just not funny. Uh, in general, even not being even if it wasn't like racist or offensive it just like just wasn't funny it's not like memes today memes today are great especially vapor today's vapor vapor wave memes are pretty great i don't know what those are <laughs> just like the really weird millennial memes oh yeah some of them i saw one today that wasn't really a meme it was like it was someone tweeted they're like my dad made a quote-unquote meme and he, he asked me to share it far and wide and it was just a picture of deckard from um uh blade runner which i just bought on 4k that's why i'm like how can i not think of the name blade runner and it has the little captcha box this is are you a robot (laughs) (laughs) and like that yeah i feel like memes are so much more sophisticated nowadays but at the time yeah they were just it it was was shitty shitty, yeah it was was literally shit posting but like not good shit posting right which is why i thought again like i understand that we both had our like problems but we were pushing against that like for for whatever it's worth we were you especially as a mod were like we recognized that there was this toxicity and it's one of the things that drew me to the clock crew and then eventually pushed me away because the clock crew was all about inclusivity and part of it was done under the guise of like sort of a joke as like a you know counterculture to to new grounds of like we love everyone we accept everyone and again part of it was i think sort of tongue-in-cheek but i looked at it as like a, a like a reality i wanted the clock crew to really be a place of like acceptance but even the clock crew like well, as, they, as they, there were, were there were a handful of people that wanted that as well like you know yeah. that's why we got invited to the secret board on one of the the read the read launches because we were trusted with some of that stuff and everyone tried super hard to like come up with a, like a good game plan and no one could come up with something to make everyone happy. So it just kind of just came back as it was and just kind of hope for the best at that point. Cause what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Well, part of it is like based on seniority, which always frustrated me is like a lot of new ground or not new grounds, a lot of internet sites at that point in time, seniority got you a lot of, credibility or credit for whatever reason so if someone who had been there for like two years did something shitty that would normally get them banned people would be like oh but it's that person like Mm -hmm. yeah they're not really that bad and so like at near the end of my time with the clock crew i was seeing a lot of that i was seeing a lot of these people coming in and being like well fuck it who cares let's just do this stupid shit that is not inclusive and let's just not allow these people to come and this person or whatever and I was like, why, why are you, why is this so serious? You know, it's supposed to be just kind of fun and people hanging out and making movies and stuff. Um, and another thing was like with female members, anytime a member was revealed to be a woman or, you know, female, they were kind of chased out, not in a, again, not like in an aggressive, toxic way, but people would just make the only thing about their personality that people cared about was the fact that they were a woman so they'd be like oh that person's a woman oh that person's a woman and it's like i don't i suspect many of them did not want that you know i think Mm -hmm. they just wanted to be a member but they probably didn't find it super welcoming um and that's why like i fought for like joliet jane she was a great member i liked her back in the day 
I wanted her to be a mod and she wasn't like super active. And I think she was surprised by the nomination, but part of it was cause I was like, this is what we're supposed to be working toward of like, we want a lot of different people to feel comfortable and safe here. Um, and so again, for whatever it's worth, I'm not trying to like, I didn't intend for this to come, come down to like us being like, all right, white us. we weren't super tight and toxic. <laughs> um, but, but I think it's just, it, it, honestly, it, it makes me feel a little bit better about my role in some of that toxicity back in the day, because, uh, you know, it got to a point where if you said, oh, Newgrounds, I love Newgrounds, I'm on Newgrounds, people would be like, oh, you're one of those people, you know, mm-hmm. it's like 4chan now. Yeah. Uh, if you say you go to 4chan, people are like, so I'm going to scooch away a little bit because there's, you know, to be fair, I, you know, I think it's a fair assumption. Um, there's a lot of toxic mentality and toxic culture around some of these sites. Again, I haven't been to Newgrounds in a long time. I don't know if it's the same or it's changed. It's but. it uh, From what I've seen, it's it's gotten, uh, when I lurk here and there, it's gotten better. Like it's definitely like, okay it's 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 less shitty like as a That's culture good. like they people have been more open and accepting which is nice to see um yeah uh i actually won second place in the uh worst mod contest uh last year oh, yeah the worst best mod yeah uh worst mod which i who beat you i can't i can't remember offhand i did the, i did the look at the list again but yeah I, I, I posted uh kind of newer uh, but I posted on the, on that thread. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it was kind of nice, but no, I like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I was a shithead then, but I'm also not the same person I was 15 years ago. Not yeah. the same person I was five years ago. Like I'm going to keep trying to do better at, at what I can. So I, yeah, there's a lot of posts yeah. that I look back. I'm like, man, I was a real piece of work. Uh, but at the time, that's 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 kind of the way the internet was like you can't really you can't really take it back you know what i mean like you didn't you didn't mean to be malicious at that time you know what i mean yeah it it wasn't it wasn't meant to be like you know personal attacks it was just kind of like eh, you know gonna say something funny and offends the people because that's what the site that that's what the site was about at that point that well i mean what was the original tagline uh the the problems of tomorrow today. Oh like, yeah. That was one of the original taglines. It was, you know, new rounds was meant to be like counterculture, you know, edgy and all that stuff. I mean, they were fucking owned by trauma at one point, you know, yeah, like the Kings of counterculture. Um, so, I mean, they had, you know, FDA, <laughs> so, you know, all that stuff. FDA, the federal drug administration. Yeah. The federal drug administration. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah, but even those initial movies, Club of Seal, yeah, you know, Assassin, <laughs> yeah, literally like um, straight up, like you know, being, being, uh, being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. See, I I feel like I need to go look at some of your posts that I missed out on because the way you're talking, I'm like, oh man, because you weren't. I I did never thought that you were like all that offensive again. I mean, like, we, I, I think we I both look, think. Okay, maybe not offensive, but like it's cringeworthy now. Like looking at insensitive, it, like, oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah, mm, that's mm, rough chuckles. Yeah, um, certainly. It's like going back and watching the postal movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> our ultimate sin. Uh, um, but to to move back to the gaming thing, um, 
Yeah, so let's, let's stop incriminating ourselves. The portal. I know, I know. I keep trying to like find a way, and you're like, "Yeah, but I really. I mean, if they find the evidence, it's, it's fine." But I'm. I, really, I know. I, I know. It's. Face. I know. It sounds like I'm trying to make excuses. I. I. You know. I can't make excuses for it. Like. Yeah. Like I said, it I, is also what it again, is. I just think that it may, you're making it sound like it was worse than it is. I think if people will look into it, they're going to be like, "Oh, what the hell!" Like, no, I'm, sh- I'm sure there. there's some stuff that people could find. But like, no, that was pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember posting that. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's okay. stuff like that. So I think please I don't go my look worst, at my post so. history. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned my worst. So if anyone ever finds that, I'm just going to be like, "Hey, I already said it. I already <laughs> I gave it up." All right. Um, but. But the importance of Newgrounds to video games is that it became at this time when the message boards were really blowing up and we were part of it, the portal exploded and there were just thousands of entries every month, people of all different talents and like abilities making just a whole array of different kinds of games and movies, mostly movies at first, but then people started learning how to add functions and stuff to their game or their movies. And they started, there were tons of dating sims on the site. There yeah, were all these was, like little fighting and crazy, like just like what people could end up doing in Flash. Like eventually at some point, like people were able to like make it like control the browser. So like, you know, like do like a screen shake sort of thing and it would shake the whole browser window and stuff like that when, you know, that was a, a thing that people thought was cool and not malicious. Uh <laughs> You know, I know when you said that, I had a, I cringed a little bit. I was like, "Do what?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but it was like a cool thing. Like you know, like people are doing this in flash games and like you know, like twenty oh five or whatever. Like stuff that like people people were pushing the boundaries of what like flash could do uh, more and more. I mean, one of the things that uh, Tom did was he rebuilt the Neo Geo bowling game within Flash. Like, so Did he, you know Neo Geo? Like <laughs> new crowns. <laughs> you, you heard of that? No. Oh, first time hearing this. Wow. I, Ground I try breaking. to be a teacher. You know, I try Groundbreaking. to. <laughs> Geo breaking. I try to educate. <laughs> um, I did not know that. But yeah, there it just became so. And, and a lot of game developers that would go on to make indie games and, and other things got their start on Newgrounds and like learned how to program and learned how to think about audience and menus and usability. Um, and I know you had some, I, I was yeah. thinking. Ed, Ed McMillan was one that like jumps out in my mind. Um, developer yeah. of Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac. Like he started on Newgrounds. Like that was, I mean, Super Meat Boy like started, that was, a, it was originally a flash game and then eventually yeah. became a full on, arcade game because it wasn't a console it wasn't a physical release it was just a xbox live arcade game uh yeah he's he's done a handful of things and then uh this list here uh vvvvv was originally uh a flash game that eventually got ported to pc and consoles um hollow knight was was that one of them which one n plus Uh, yeah n plus plus was originally yeah uh, or I think it was N plus and then N plus plus when it came out in handhelds or whatever. Um, Hollow Knight originally started as a, 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 a flash game for game jam. So like, you know, like they yeah. had a month to make a game and that's what they came up with. So not all of these were necessarily uploaded to new grounds, but new grounds was so integral to the popularity of flash and the development of flash. Um, that it's hard to believe it's not it's hard it's hard to imagine that a lot of these like these homestar runner 
um, Hatiful Boyfriend, which is a lot newer, so it's probably not as influenced by it, but um, it was a Flash-based browser game. And so I think the popularity and the reach of Newgrounds and the ability to monetize, because eventually that became a thing where you could monetize your movies. Is that correct? I think that, that, that that's not that, up but... until recently. Like that's only within the, okay. the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like you could reach a pretty massive audience that was like excited to interact with your movies and to leave reviews. Um, and I feel like even nowadays you would kill for that. There's not a lot of like centralized portals for well, and two, what like essentially are indie games. It started before the congregate. Like a lot of people know, like a lot of like the congregate, like where was the place where like a lot of flash games were going. Like if you yeah. wanted like good recognition, because you know Newgrounds always had that negative connotation to it of like, oh, it's that site, you know that sort of thing. So they wanted something to kind of get away from that negativity of that of Newgrounds and have just more like on its own like more showcase the games rather than the edginess and that's kind of why Newgrounds like started stepping away backing away from the edginess because you know same thing they kind of grew up and been like you know what we're not really that site anymore like we're now kind of for the people and that's why they eventually changed it to everything uh what is it everything by everyone yeah so they kind of make it more of a, a meeting place they actually uh, the system that they have now you can actually go in upload your FLA files and like, like collaborate with people. So then they can all work as in a centralized hub, like passing these files back and forth, uh, and working on them and stuff like that. It's fucking insane. Right. Um, Uh, but yeah, like it just became this huge creative hub. And then like, you know, obviously once the death of flash came around, everyone's like, Oh, new grounds is done, but nope. They ended up developing their own. Shifted over to HTML. Yeah, they ended up developing their own Swift to uh, HTML5 video converter. And now basically every movie and every game runs just as it did as it did in Flash. And people are still developing in Flash and then uploading their new movies to the site and all that stuff. Like it's yeah. fucking insane. Like it's really fucking crazy how, how far they've come and that they're still surviving yeah and some of the primary players at newgrounds ended up founding their own game studio called the behemoth in 2003 and they actually came out with their own indie games that kind of made a big splash their first one was alien hominid for the ps2 xbox and gamecube which originally uh, started out as a flash drive uh, flash game yeah, as a flash drive. Someone yeah, just found a flash, flash drive on the street. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that came out in 2004. And at that point, I must have still been, that was after I joined the Air Force, but it was after basic training. So I must have been back out and back like in the community because I remember the excitement. I was definitely in the clock room at that time. But the excitement around the idea that this site that we thought was sort of as big as it was, we still thought of as a, as a, as a sort of like niche thing that really only like us and our friends knew about. Because if you mentioned Newgrounds to like your parents or maybe people at school, they didn't really know what it was. But like, you know, there was a such a big fervent uh, community there that it's it felt like it was going mainstream, and it came out on all these big platforms. It was a real game, and uh, our old friend Carrot Clock makes an appearance, doesn't he? At the end, isn't he like one of the villains? Like one of the, the I think there's like a final villain that like change it's like a shapeshifter or something and isn't one of the forms carrot clock god i did to go back and play it and find out it's been so long 
Um, but I actually I forgot to mention before we move on with that, I want to go back because I found this article. So when I was making this timeline for Newgrounds, um, I was going between like the Wikipedia article, I was going between the official like Newgrounds wiki that's hosted on their site that goes through their history, and on the on the Wikipedia, they were talking about how there were complaints about the site, how it was very controversial. And there was this link to this article uh, that I looked up, and I want to read a part of it. It's the, the article is called um, Critical Analysis of Racist Post-9-11 Web Animations. It was published in 2006 um, in the Journal of Broadcasting and Electronic Media. And actually, it's a, it's a pretty interesting article. It's pretty short, um, but it, it's in part, it's making the point that after 9-11 happened, which now that I think about it, I that whole thing... The fact that we lived through that while we were on Newgrounds and like posted about it was like, it's kind of wild to me. Our reactions are probably on the site somewhere. Um, Please don't look at those. Don't look at those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, there was one that I remember that was, again, an we don't have to. Joke. We don't have to go into all the we detail, don't, it was Joey. About, it's fine. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> we but, really uh, <laughs> ourselves enough. Yeah. I know they say never forget, but actually... <laughs> Forget, okay. <laughs> About this thing, at least. Um, anyway, so it was making this really interesting point that after 9-11 happened on Newgrounds with all these different movies that were about, that were very like um, anti-Arabic and anti-Middle uh, Eastern and stuff that it was akin to after World War II started and a lot of like the racist um, media that was put out and caricatures that were put out because, you know, one of the things that, people do not even necessarily the government they do it too but like people want to desensitize themselves to the people that we're going to go kill essentially and so you know the article makes part part of the point of the article is to talk about how a lot of these animations on new grounds were doing that we're sort of desensitizing us to the sense that to the idea that like middle easterners were like the enemy and it didn't matter if it was like a specific one like osama bin laden or just a general you know person of arabic descent but um, but I was reading through this article cause it was actually f- sort of interesting and I, this line caught my eye. So let me just read, I'm going to read like half of this paragraph. It says the people creating these animations appear to be amateurs and freelance animators rather than individuals who are professionals employed at animation companies, similar to many forms of graffiti, which are scribbled anonymously or with pseudonyms or nicknames. The authors of these animations are often difficult to determine for those who do not personally know the creators. The practices of animators on the internet make it very difficult to verify the real identities and vocational status of those who post animations, another phenomenon that contributes to the folk aura of these web animations. In many cases, the animators use pseudonyms such as Carrot Clock and Broken Puppy rather than full legal names. (laughs) When I saw Carrot Clock, (laughs) I was like, this academic article from 2006, how the fuck, how? So when I was in college, um, I remember saying something, I was, I think I was checking uh, on the BBS, you know, uh, like in between classes and, um, uh, this girl I was sitting next to, uh, we were just chit-chatting and I mentioned something about, um, Newgrounds and she's like, oh, I never heard of that side. I'm like, oh yeah, there's and like, and I, and I was like talking about stuff and I eventually said something about the clock crew and she's like, oh, I love the clock crew. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, I know that. I love, I love watching those movies. I'm like, especially that Lasper man. Wait, so <laughs> I'm like, wait, how do you, how do you know Newgrounds, but you know the Clock Crew? I'm like, that was, it was just a really weird thing. Like, it was just, it's like the Resident Evil thing. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Some <laughs> somehow it was disconnected and she knew about the clock crew, but not about new yeah. rounds. Like right. <laughs> Um but yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. I was like, I want to mention that because I it just it's the one article like I wasn't it's not like I was sifting through a bunch of articles about Newgrounds. It's the one that I was like, that looks pretty interesting. Let me look at it. And it's like this carrot clock fellow. I was like, oh, shit. Um, Tom Fulp. But Alien Hominid came out. <laughs> I still <laughs> I, you're full of shit. I'm going to I'm going to go on the message boards right now and be like, Big Bad Ron said and see how many people jump in. Who? But um, no, they remember. Yeah, I think I every know. time your no, name comes I, up, I, I see people being yeah, like, I, I still get ants to this day. I actually just looked a lot. I had leg. like. I had like six, six notices. So that's hilarious. Anyway. Um, but the alien hominid came out and it was actually really successful. Um, the art they use. So Tom Fulp does most of the programming. Uh, does it, is it Dan Paladin that does Dan the Paladin art? Singe, yeah. He does. All yeah. The art. He does all the art. Um, and so it was surprisingly successful. And then they followed up with an even more successful and kind of, an important games a game in terms of indie games, Castle Crashers. And these are, came out on Xbox Live Arcade. And they're they're like hand drawn sprites. Like it's not like it's yeah. you know like rendered or anything. Like it's all hand drawn two D art on a you know two and a half. Well, Hominid's a two D side scrolling shooter. Castle Crashers is a, a two and a half D like beat 'em up sort of side scrolling yeah. game. Uh, but again, all and that game was huge. That game was huge. That game was. Like again, it started as a prototype on as as a flash game, and then eventually made it into the yeah, Xbox Live. I was it was a summer of arcade, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think that like, makes yeah. Like it had it had a big showcase, and it was a fucking great game. Still is a great game. Um, actually, want to go play it again. Yeah, yeah, I got it for the PS4, so we could play it on PS5. They eventually like ported it and upgraded it. There's a remastered edition. Um, but yeah, that game was huge. And I still hear people talk about it. Like when people talk about the most notable or most successful indie games, that one's right up there. Uh, they went on to produce other games, battle block theater. Did you say you played that one? I didn't know. Uh, I played it at PAX, like when the, the year it was announced and I actually got to hang out with Tom Fulp for a little bit and talk to him. He actually knew who I was. <laughs> well, so that's, you know. That's how Terry Clack got to know all the people yeah. in the back room. <laughs> so yeah, he he knew he knew about me. He was aware of me. Well, anytime some drama would happen on the bulletin, oh, God damn it! Why do I keep saying that? On the message boards, <laughs> technically, I don't think it was a BBS, and that's why I'm like annoyed at myself for saying it was a BBS. BBS. A it was or was it? It was a BBS. Oh, okay. Um, technically, they're the same thing. Yeah, I just thought that the the soft or like the programming behind it was different, but it doesn't matter. Uh, on the old post post board board. Anyways, I'm deleting all of this. This is terrible. Um, but anytime some drama would happen, Tom Fulp would make this big dramatic post. Like, yes, I know what's going on. And I follow the forums. Like, I know I don't post, but I'm aware of like stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not surprised that he heard about his most infamous mod. <laughs> But um, but yeah, Battle Block Theater came out. Pit People came out for Xbox One in 2018. So they're still putting out games. I don't mean I don't they I don't I haven't looked up to see if they have another one coming out. But I, I believe um, they're working on stuff. Uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't can't yeah. be quoted on that for sure. But I I mean I can't think of another like Game Jam. Game Jams are 
I think I'm not super familiar with those communities, but I feel like they probably spring from similar spaces on the internet. But I get the sense that they're not nearly as centralized. And I'm not, I'm just kind of speaking out of my ass here. I don't know enough about it. But you don't. Because the, the game, like game jams have been, been around for a long time. Uh, I think they've it was been just around like, for a long time. It was the fact like that now, they, they could be done in like a, in like a virtual space. You didn't have to like cram people together into like a single room and a weekend sort of thing. Like yeah. you can set like goals and like have everybody work at their own pace to to an end sort of thing. Yeah, because most most game jams like uh, uh, like started at like land parties and stuff like that. Uh, people like just programming stuff over a weekend. Uh, there's actually this one, like this demo scene um, thing. I, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it takes place in some European country. And like, I remember watching a live stream because I found out about it on Newgrounds. I was watching a live stream. It's literally just this fucking giant auditorium warehouse, whatever. And it's just this sea of fucking PCs, like tower PCs with CRTs. And just like people at them, like just working for like the like three days, like coming up with like you know demo scene stuff. So like either videos or music or like some sort of like game or something like that. Just kind of like whatever, and just this fucking craziness going on there. I wish I could remember the fucking name of that that convention because it was like a yearly thing too. Yeah, uh, and it was just like all walks of people, you know, all walks of life, like just in this one room, just standing around each other like some of them are just like shirtless and sweaty because and, and like a lot of them are just chain smoking too it just like looks so disgusting now that i think back about it um just being around a crowd of people in in a single room that's something i want to do right now <laughs> yeah yeah definitely all sweaty droplets everywhere yeah um spraying particles but an, another a strange tie from the clock crew to video games was in the original dying light. So, which is dying light two hasn't come out. So, so dying light, I guess I should say, but like in one of the apartments, um, if you went into the kitchen, there were clock crew magnets on the fridge and they were actual clock crew magnets. They were little fruits with clock faces on them. And, what it turns out was the the one of the designers for the game just was searching, you know, like different like fruit magnets or fruit icons or something and saw those and was like, that's that's funny. We'll put those. But someone in the clock crew was like, oh, my God, that's that's the clock crew. And so it, it was posted somewhere. I don't even remember where. And so I was so excited by it. So I went and got the game and I'm like going through every apartment, going straight to the kitchens, looking at the refrigerators. And I finally found the one with the magnets but they were just fruit they they patched it and took out the oh. yeah i think in part because there was an article on i think it was cracked.com where they had those like lists those listicles mm -hmm. where they had like top 20 whatever and it was like i think it was like top 10 weird internet communities and the clock crew was on there i do remember that so article, i'm yeah. wondering if someone directed them to that and they were like these are a bunch of weirdos. Like you probably don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to be. <laughs> or they found out that. that like they just Googled art and then just threw it in the game. Like, no, you have to actually make assets. You can't just Google stuff <laughs> and just throw it in the game. Yeah. That's how you end up um, showing the Cubs mascot with his dick out on TV. You remember that? What? So when I don't remember that. So when the Chicago Cubs, they made like this animated bear like mascot. I don't remember how many years ago. 
Uh, but when they first announced it, like people, people drew, like took the bear and then like, cause he was basically just like, you know, he's like a cub bear wearing a hat and he's wearing like a shirt and no pants. Like, you know, an, uh, uh, an animated cartoon animal would. Um, so someone drew like a dick and balls, like hanging just below the, uh, the Cubs Jersey. And when they were talking about it on a news show, uh, one of the interns just Googled the, the, the bear mascot, whatever the name of it was, and just pulled the first image that was on the Google results. And it was that image. And they showed that on TV. <laughs> like, yep. We have a lot to thank the internet for. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> a lot of good and bad. That is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that's about that's about it. Anything else you want to add? Nope, about there's a lot of stuff you got to cut out of this episode. Uh, yeah, every, it's going to sound you know, it's going to be like 45 minutes shorter. It's just going to be like let's talk about newgrounds.com. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh. Um, no, it was weird. It's like I do. There are certain things that I look back and I'm like, oh man, I was I was kind of immature at the time, but it was it really felt like such an important seminal part of my life at the time. Like I thought about getting a clock crew tattoo when, when I was going to get a tattoo that, that was on the list of things. I was going to get an orange clock tattoo. So orange clock was my favorite. Some of his animations hold up. Oh, like yeah. If you're ever in the go look up Z by, by orange clock on new grounds, yeah. because honey roasted peanuts the art for that one. Honey roasted peanuts is really good. Yeah. Honey so roasted peanuts. yeah, definitely. Okay. That's, Honey roasted peanuts. That's good. <laughs> Honey That's roasted peanuts. That's enough peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> um, Honey roasted And I, I dipped back in in August for clock day because someone reached out to me on Twitter and they were like, hey, you know, are you going to come for the 20th anniversary? And I was like, the oh fucking God, 20th anniversary of the clock crew? Yeah. Um, and that was, one of, that was one of those like crises, like crises that I had where I was like, I could have a 20-year-old kid. <laughs> Cause I was like 18 at the time, like, God, man. So yeah. so I was like, sure. So I, I dipped into the discord for a little bit. Uh, that was pretty fun. I, I looked it in the site. I sign in like every few days just to, to check, but not, not much is going on. Um, and I, and f part of it is just my social anxiety too. Like I just don't feel any kind of internet community at that time when I was young, it felt like I couldn't do without it. If I missed a day on the, on the BBS, clock crew or new grounds i felt like i was out of it i felt like i was so behind oh yeah no because it, it was so there was everything was so rapid like it was you yeah know, so many posts by so many different users at any given time like yeah like i was on it every day well i was modding it so it's like i kind of had to be on there and I, you know i didn't have everything else going on because i didn't have friends so <laughs> i'm a mod <laughs> i'm a mod <laughs> and then when you put it we used to say that all the time i'm a mod yeah, first was, got it yep. and we yeah, and then you put in black electrical tape on the back of your I'm office back chair. Of chair. I'm, I'm a mod. mod. <laughs> and then there was a time, this is not what we meant to do. I was like, let's wrap it up. But we, and I, I don't remember why we did this. I don't remember why the fuck we did this. But we printed out a bunch of little like clock faces. It was for clock day. And then, was it for, it we was went for to the, the, mall, what, the first remember? clock day? Yeah, we drew all of these clocks on my head. You drew all these clocks on my head. And we went to the mall. 
for some god why i don't why did we do it i don't remember and then we would like walk around anything that we saw that was like a, cl- a clock in the clock crew like we went to the apple store and it had a big the apple, apple logo we put the little and, clock like, in front of it yep yeah ridiculous <laughs> but it was fun i have a picture of me and this is getting more and more embarrassing but in tech school <laughs> in the air force um i was i was a computer operator so we had a lot of like programming and computer training and so every classroom that we were in was a computer lab and we would we would all go in there and just draw things while we're waiting for the teacher on microsoft paint and then make those our like wallpapers i drew like an orange clock wallpaper it was it was the most ridiculous thing but fun times though yeah fun times fun times I kind of miss it. Again, I just don't know that I could be a part of a community today with... Traquan. That was his original fucking username. Traquan. Yeah. Because then it went the That's old school right. and then it was Trey School. That's right. Yeah. Way to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Ron's last show, he said. <laughs> this is... Not really. He's coming back. Um, if I'm not canceled. But thank you for... <laughs> yeah. People are going to, all six listeners are going to run out and check Newgrounds.com. Imagine digging through that much to find the the lukewarm takes that we had. They weren't even that bad. But anyways, okay. Enough incriminating ourselves. I feel like we keep <laughs> slipping back into you it. You keep faking it. You're like, oh, it wasn't that, wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's, yeah. It really, trust us. Don't even look. Don't even, you know what? You're just going to be cutting actually, a lot of this out of this episode. You're going to be so surprised by how gentle we were and how... Actually, we, we were, were actually really good. super inclusive and doing everybody a you favor be, and yeah. super far forward. And we were probably the first. Okay, we just need to. to we just need to end this now. Okay. We just need to end this now. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Lost for Man. You can find Ron on Twitter at Big Bad Ron. No, just, Ron. Say, say any other name. <laughs> just make up a name. What? <laughs> make up a name. Just, <laughs> you can find Ron on Twitter at Tom Fulp. Um, <laughs> also, Eric Carrot Clock, uh, and. Um, handsome boy frank on instagram yep. uh you can email us at pretty pixels podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to you next week bye see you later oh you thought i was gonna say thanks for stopping by you did do uh, your search history uh, <laughs> forget <laughs> <laughs>